0: What an interesting few weeks. I don't know how many of you have been involved in prayer and fasting, but I have found it really, this is the best prayer and fasting time I've ever really had. It's, uh, it's been really remarkable on a lot of levels. Um, I see God moving in people's lives and in myself as well. I feel closer to God. I feel like prayer requests are being answered, not all of them. But I sense God continuously around me, even when I'm tired. And add to that what's going on in Asbury uh, what has happened there and how it's gone to other colleges. I mean, that is my prayer request, that the colleges be hit with the power of God's Spirit. If anybody needs God and the power of His Spirit working in their lives right now, it's colleges. Not to mention other groups, but uh, like politicians, But uh, we'll take colleges right now because, you know, colleges have this amazing ability to kind of set the culture for the country. And so we really need to pray into the colleges that, that it would spread, not only into little seminary kind of colleges, but into Harvard and Yale and Princeton and and, and USF and, and all, the, all the colleges, all the universities around. So I'm excited. You know, I hear people are testifying of what God is doing. We On Saturdays, we, we have had testimonies each week for the past, I don't know how many weeks, and we're actually backed up on testimonies. Um, some of them have to do with Gasparilla and what's happened there, the, the, the wonderful opportunity we had to share. Uh, but I've heard testimonies from the State Fair. And you know what? If, if you haven't had the opportunity to share your faith and you'd like to share your faith, there is the Strawberry Festival starting from March 2nd to March 12th. And what a great time to meet people and to share. I, I don't know if, if you have seen the bookmark we give out, but it's sitting right in the foyer. Pick one up or 50 up when you leave so you can give them out to others after reading them. I think it really hits a good place in people. They're willing to look at it. And uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about our worship. I feel like our worship the past few weeks has had a greater anointing, and a number of people have been touched in that way too. But you know, things aren't only rosy. I've got to be honest and transparent that in these 21 days, I was not perfect. Now, I know you find that hard to believe. But I was not, not by a long shot. Were you? Uh, Not likely. So I'd like to give you a few thoughts from this past Thursday, just a couple days ago, as uh, I woke up. And just as I was ready to grab the little booklet for uh, prayer and fasting, immediately flooded my head. uh, Somebody I had to call. Now, obviously, I wasn't going to call them at 5.30 in the morning, but but that's what got into my head. And then I started thinking about what I would say to them and how I would say it. And 15 minutes later, I realized I was distracted. (laughs) And... So uh, finally, I started, I I start by reading, uh, when it's early in the morning and my head is still fuzzy, uh, I I, I start by reading prayers so that I really feel that God anoints that because uh, I'm just not able to get out prayers on my own. But it, but first thing in the morning, I love to read some prayers. So I've read the first two prayers each day, uh, these 21 days. But, you know, some days are really weird. Have you ever read like a paragraph of a prayer or a paragraph of anything? But in this case, a paragraph of a par- prayer and have no idea what you just read? Yeah, well, that happened to me Thursday. And so what would have been about seven or eight minutes of prayer tended to be 20 minutes, because every time I passed the paragraph and realized I had no clue what I just prayed for, I went back and did it again and did it again until finally I got it. And then I went into my Bible reading. The same thing happened. Oh, my goodness. It took so long because I just was so not, I I was, I kept on thinking about Tresh and different people and this and that. I, you know, I'm happy to think of you guys, but not at 530 in the morning when I'm trying to have my quiet time with the Lord. My emotions cluttered up my desire to begin my day with the devotions to the Lord. And so it was really an interesting thing. So finally, what I tend to do, my, my major time of prayer, when I'm praying, and not just reading, is when I walk. And I generally try and walk for an hour a day, roughly, and, and so that's all prayer time. And... Um, So I get out there, and immediately the same thing happens. And I said, enough. And so I bound Hasatan, the enemy, Satan, and I started having some real warfare in terms of trying to get the garbage out of my head and not allow the enemy to distract me so much that I can't even be in the presence of God. And I believe I won. About 10 minutes later, I was able to pray and really pray. Now, one of the interesting things about struggling is that sometimes when you struggle, things are better. And because you have to work so hard at it, you're so focused because of the struggle. And that's what happened Thursday. I felt like God was flooding me. Once we were finished with the warfare, I I felt like God was flooding me with things that he wanted from me and things that I was to do. And, and, And then I had this just amazing phone call with another rabbi who inspired me. This was around 10 o'clock. And, and so it, I, I just saw God's hand really moving in a, in a tremendous way. And I realized that sometimes my eyes and my heart are not open. But Thursday, after finally getting through everything, I realized I was way open on that day. And so, don't be hard on yourself if you messed up. Just consider the fact that struggling is what God wants you to do. And when you struggle, God rewards you. So, my point is this. Spiritual warfare is exactly that. And the scripture that I, I kind of get tickled with, but it it's about this, is 2 Timothy 2-4. It says this: no one serving as a soldier entangles himself in the activities of everyday life so that he might please the one who enlisted him. That was what Thursday morning was all about. You know, I I just had to stop getting entangled with the things of everyday life so that I could please God who has enlisted me. You know, everyday life can make it uh, difficult to get quality time with the Lord. Plus, the enemy likes to get us tangled up in various affairs, And so we put off abiding with the Lord, abiding with him. Understand the battle you're in. Every day there's a new battle, but we continue to walk with the Lord, and it requires us to bring out the spiritual weapons and fight and then focus on the Lord. So it's that that was difficult but then i realized that tomorrow's the last day of prayer and fasting and so immediately came to my mind what's next i mean i've been focused for 21 days on prayer and fasting now what do i do does everything just go back to the way it was what 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 has to happen The question really is, can I stay revived? Because honestly, I've got to tell you, I do feel revived. I do feel like God has spoken to me in a number of ways, sometimes through people, sometimes through his word, sometimes into my heart from him. But it starts with making, I believe, a goal. One of the good things about prayer and fasting for 21 days is it only lasts 21 days. And so you say, okay, I can do this. And then when 21 days are finished, you go, "Ah, okay. But you know what? If you don't get another goal, it's very possible you're going to wander aimlessly in the abyss of just being apathetic and not caring. So we need a goal. And I'm here to present to you a goal. And that is to look at Second Corinthians 9, verses 6. You might find this a strange goal, but give me a moment. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Now, sowing to me means giving. Spreading, I know, scattering. In other words, you're, you're giving something out. And so I have for you this evening five things for you to give. Three of them you will know because everybody uses these three, and I've added two more. I don't know if anybody else uses them, but here you got them. Five things, starting with T. Time, talent, treasures, traits, and trust. So let's take a look at these. Time. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. In other words, use our days for the Lord. Teach us to number them. Each day is important. Today was an important day. Tomorrow is an important day. And, and we should not lose those days. Ephesians 5.16, make the most of your time because the days are evil. That's right. And in fact, if we don't make the most of our time, we'll be tempted. We'll g- run into sin. And so God is clear with us that our time that he has given us, which is a gift of his to us, all of our gifts, by the way, that we give are gifts given to us by God. And so time is a critical gift, and we should spend more time with God, more time with our family, and more time serving in the congregation and in the community. Keep it simple, right? Secondly, what else has God given you? He's given you gifts. You might have the gift of organization, or serving, or arts, or writing, or speaking, or ITs. Or, you know, I, 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 when I think of gifts in IT, you know, I, I know enough about a computer to make it do what I want it to do, but one thing. As soon as I get one step ahead of that, I'm on the phone with Chris. Um, Chris has the ability to think computer. I have the ability to use computer. Different gifts. Different gifts. But, But we all have gifts. And we need to use our gifts for the Lord. Third is treasures, and and we understand treasures, uh, finances, probably tithes and offerings. That's where what is usually considered our, our treasure, and and certainly we should give a portion back to the Lord, because again, God gives us the ability to make money; He gives us the ability to have things. So our giving is just giving back to him from what he's given us. So now let's go to the two that might be a little different. One is traits. So traits are your characteristics, your qualities, maybe some, to some degree your behavior. And God wants your traits to be more like him. So whatever the traits are, they should be more like him. And again, these are gifts. Whatever these traits are, some you've given a, been given a lot. So as an example, let's say the fruit of the Spirit, and love is the first one. Some of you find it really easy to love. Some of you find it difficult to love, but everybody loves at a different capacity. Now, those who find it really difficult to love, when you struggle to love, you are blessing God because he's saying, even the little gift that I've given you of love, you have made it into a larger gift. That's, you know, like the talents, remember? The, the story of the talents? So it's the same thing. Whatever trait we have that is a righteous trait, a trait that we've, been see, we've seen in Yeshua. So certainly the fruit of the Spirit, humility is, is a big one. We read in Philippians 2 all about humility and how Messiah came uh, and, and gave up, in a sense, for a time, his, his divinity in order to be down on earth with us as a, as a slave, as a servant to us, giving us gifts that are more uh, blessed than any other gifts we could ever have. Do we do that? Do we care for more uh, other people more than ourselves? Or are we all about ourselves? This is how I feel. Well, too bad. But this is how what God wants from you. The spirit of repentance and forgiveness. A spirit of righteous living. A spirit of sharing your faith. These are things... That God wants us, if, if we have the, a great gift, then use it. If we have a little gift, then struggle and make it better so we can use it. Either way, God would have us work on our traits. Finally, the most important of the T's is trust. We are to trust God. Because without trusting God, you can't do anything. It's it's really a simple thing to understand. Without trusting God, all of your efforts don't, don't really amount to anything. It's the ability to use all the things we've just talked about, all the other T's, because you give of your finances because you trust God. You're willing to try and grow and get better in your traits because you trust God. You're willing to give more of your time, not worrying about the fact that you have something that you feel you have to do, but but you're going to give more time to God because you trust him with your time. You trust him with your, your with everything you have with your talents. I remember, uh, it's so hard to speak about our frailties. Getting out of college and uh, after a few years, uh, well, it was about 10 years, I guess, um, we were living in Philadelphia and I was given the opportunity to take over a singing group and I hadn't done singing really very much for a while and and one of the things is I would always forget words I mean that was like and and so that would give me stage fright and here I was leading this group and we were going out to churches and ministries and and singing for all these groups and Uh, It was just so out of my comfort zone. But I had to trust God that he would do something with it. And God did. He gave me the ability to write songs that I had never written before. He had given me the ability to arrange music. He had given me the, the ability to arrange music for two musicals, I mean, these were things, everything was a first, but it was all about committing first, trusting God, and then God giving it. Sort of been the story of my life has been walking on water, feeling I'm about to drown, and Yeshua picking me up. And I, I would just say, so trusting is, is, is the key element, the key element. You know, in John 6, 28 and 29, then they said to him, meaning Yeshua, what shall we do to perform the works of God? Great question. Yeshua answered them, this is the work of God, to trust in the one he sent. Oh, Ooh, that's hard. Because to trust is, is I mean, we, we don't trust people. We, we, who, we don't trust very much, many. We don't have a culture of trust, especially right now. How many trust the government? Okay, no. See, that was easy. How many trust uh, uh, professors in colleges? Uh, How many, you know, we can go through a list. How many trust business people? You know, uh, we talk about car salespeople, but I think it's, you know, when, when we're talking about trust, this is something that's not easy for us. So trusting God is not easy either, but it's a requirement. It's a requirement in order to serve him. It's an inc- a requirement in order to know him. It's a requirement. We've got to trust God. In Psalm 27.3, it says, Though an army camp besieges me, my heart will not fear. So here's, here, if you can picture this, what the this psalm is saying, there's uh, this army all around me, and they are besieging. They're attacking me. And I'm not going to be scared. You're not? (laughs) Whoa. That's trusting God. That's trusting God. Though war breaks out against me, even then will I be confident. Trusting God means staying calm and confident under attack. Trusting God means turning to him when we need help. Trusting God is a choice. To turn to him in prayer... Trusting in God means staying with him through the fire. Trusting in God means making our relationship personal. Trusting in God means trusting in his promises, not our fears. Trusting in God means letting go of self-protection. Trusting God means growing and thriving. Trusting in God means believing him despite our emotions. Trusting God means trusting his forgiveness so that we can forgive. Trusting God means moving forward, continuing the thought of giving, because that's really what trusting is under. We are to trust the way God is trust. Do you know how much God trusts us? He gives us the authority here on earth. If I were God, I would have had a different plan. I know some of you, and you guys should not have authority. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But you know, when you think of uh, all of these teas, were under the 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 headline of giving. Um, An interesting giving passage is 2 Corinthians 9-7. Let each one give as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So after I've told you all of these things about giving and how important it is, God is telling you, I'm not telling you this because I'm going to lay a guilt trip on you, but God is not God is saying, don't do it grudgingly. Don't do it because I said so. Don't do it because of obedience. Do it because this is what your heart wants. Do it because your heart has been transformed, and it looks more like God's heart, and so that's why you're giving. That's what giving is about, having a transformed heart. And so you don't give to get something back in return. You don't give in order to receive praise or thanks. You don't give out of obedience. And all of those things are good, by the way. None of them are bad. But correct giving is with joy from your heart. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart diligently, for from it flow the springs of life. First Samuel 16, 7, for God does not see a man as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but Adonai looks into the heart. So let's look at some of the benefits of giving, because as we continue in the passage from 2 Corinthians 9, we go to verse 8. And it says, God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that be always having enough of everything, you may overflow in every good work. As it's written, he scattered widely, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. So there is a connection between the righteousness enduring forever and giving to the poor, giving, to, uh, giving widely, giving, giving to a, a large group, giving, as it said in that first verse, giving is part of our good work. God has an economy where we are to give. Verse 10, now the one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed. Now, that requires trust. That requires trust. And increase the harvest of your righteousness. Your righteousness is going to increase as you give. But it does require trust. You will be enriched in everything for all generosity, which uh, through us brings about thanksgiving to God. Actually, through the giving, people are going to be thanking God for your giving. I met with a guy today uh, for for the school, Bayshore Christian School, and he said, "What do you need?" We said, well, we want the gym to not sound like a gym. We want it to sound like a place where you could have a musical. How much will it cost? We said, $30,000. He said, well, just begin. So he said, but I don't want my name written anywhere. I don't even want people to know who did it. Just do it. That's giving without any, anything except that it it's, brings glory to God. And so what we decided was when we put it up there, we were going to have it given for the glory of God. Verse 10, now the one who supplies... Uh, oh, we did not. Sorry. 12. For this service of giving is not only supplying the needs of the Kiddushim, the saints, the believers, but is also overflowing with many thanksgiving to God. Again, giving related to the thanksgiving to God. Verse 13. Because of the evidence of this service, they praise God for the obedience of your affirmation of the good news of Messiah and for the generosity of your contribution to them and to everyone. So you're doing the right thing causes people to praise God. Everyone is blessed by generosity. Generosity in time, generosity in service, generosity in whatever the T's are. If, if you're generous in, in your trusting, you will encourage people. Being generous is encouraging to people. Being generous with your encouragement, being generous with praise, being generous. And in their pr- uh, okay, in their prayer for you, verse fourteen, they long for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you for being generous. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So all of this stuff was about you giving. And finally, the last line is thank God for his indescribable gift because it all comes from him. It's all from him. So, okay, you do all these great things. Let's thank God. So giving is a key to keeping revival going. Time, talent, treasures, traits, trust. You can give time when you trust God with your time, and so on. Trusting God is is key to giving to him. So the question is, do you trust God? Just take a second. Obviously, we are not going to ask you to raise your hand, stand up, or do anything except think about it. Do you trust God? If you do, then give. I'm not telling you what to give because I I just named 20 different things you can give. But if you want to see revival... Give. The people in Asbury College, if you've watched any of it, and by the way, one of the songs they sang was all about Yeshua. That was kind of cool. Have you seen that video where they go, Yeshua? So like 1,500 people singing Yeshua? Nice. Anyway, um, but they were giving of their time. They stayed. You know, the pastor said, I want you to, I I think he said, I want you to stay here until you feel God has shown you something or uh, something of that nature. And and so people didn't leave. (laughs) Look, given in the areas of your life, you will continue to be revived as you give out. God's economy is like no other economy in the world. The more you give, the more you receive. And almost always you receive more than you give. But that's about trusting God. Even giving your heart to accept Yeshua As Messiah is all about trust. You're trusting that what you think is true is actually true. You're trusting God that His Word is true. It's all about trust. And if there's anybody who has never put their trust in Yeshua, then open your eyes now, open your heart, open your ears, and decide this is gonna be the best giving I have ever done. I'm gonna give myself, my entirety to God so I can be used by Him. That's trust, that's giving. If that's you, Say this, I am ready to give my heart to Yeshua, my Lord and Messiah. I'm sorry for my sin, forgive me. Yeshua, I declare and proclaim that you are my Lord and Messiah. Thank you that you gave me your gift of salvation so I could shower others with my giving. Father, I pray for anybody who has that in their heart, that they would be turning to you right now and saying, I trust you. Here I am. I give myself to you. And I'm just going to look forward to what you're going to do in me and through me. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen.